You're listening to Khan Podcasts. On the eve of the new year, the unexpected ringing of the phone pierces the silence of art dealer Yitzhak Niemann's home. The faint voice heard over the line belongs to a mysterious art collector who insists on meeting him urgently to discuss a stolen painting. Thus begins the debut novel of author Joseph Sisman, an art dealer named Niemand. Drawing on his own familiarity with the international art world as an art dealer and former gallery owner, Sisman spins a mysterious and thrilling tale that delves into one of the darkest periods of human history. He spoke to us about the book. Generally, it's a story about an art dealer that's living isolated in his house, mourning his wife's death. And one day, he received a mysterious phone call from a very old collector from Haifa. And he met this collector, and the, the collector pursued him to take on himself a mission. Uh, the mission is that the collector, um, someone stole an important painting by Chaim Sutin from his house. And the ones that uh, Niman, you know, the, the art dealer, will travel to Europe in order to search uh, the painting among his colleagues, and maybe one of them will know uh, what's happened with the lost painting. And then Niemann goes to a journey wherein he meets uh, dealers, mysterious collectors, and then he gets involved with the Nazi second generation. Uh, until, you know, the faint end, uh, that uh, all the... Uh, all his meetings, all his journeys, and every time after he is is um, traveling, he's coming back and meeting the the old collector, and uh, and they're learning a, a more and more about the painting, and they understand uh, as the time passed by that it's not a, a very simple story, and uh, uh, that, that it's not exactly that the painting was stolen. Where did the inspiration for this story come from? The truth is that I was in inverted commas uh, cooked the plot uh, something like a decade, yes, and it's burned in uh, inside me. And uh, then I decided to sit and to uh, to write a book, and the book was written by himself. I will say, uh, I will put it like that. And a lot of uh, figures that uh, are involved in the novel, it's um, people, uh, you know, figures that I met in the reality. I'm talking about art dealers, and uh, uh, I will give you an example. Niemand, the hero, meets in uh, one of the hotels, in the bar of the, in one of the hotels bar um, in uh, Paris, um, someone. That he, and they, they begin to talk. They begin to talk, and then uh, he discovered that, that this guy is a collector, and uh, his uncle was Gehring, Hermann Gehring, and they became uh, somehow friends. And uh, uh, and you have you know the conflict between the uh, the Nazis, uh, you know a Jewish guy that is ancestors. Uh, you know, we're coming from Germany with all the history that we don't have to go. We know what's happened. And he meets, um, you know, a guy that his uncle is uh, Hermann Goering. And uh, this guy that his name is Peter is a big art collector. 
and this uh, figure in the in the nozzle. Uh, it meets a, a gallery owners in Berlin, for example, that they were involved with the art trade in the it was a very strong art trade in the Second World War, especially in Switzerland, in the Jewish uh, stolen paintings. And uh, this very known uh, gallery owner built his gallery on the foundations of the the foundations of uh, uh, his gallery, the stolen paintings of the Jewish. And all of those things are gallery owners from uh, New York that were involved with the with the Jewish uh, stolen paintings. Uh, etc. All of those people, part of them I knew, they are part of the novel. Well, it certainly is interwoven into the reality of artworks and the Nazis and stolen artworks and what became of them. So in a way, do you feel like you were weaving fiction into reality or reality was informing your fiction or how did it all come together? You know, you cannot cut um, the difference between them. It's involved um, one on each other. But the ideas, the basic ideas came from the reality, from things that they, people that they met, conversations that they heard. And uh, from that, I took all the, you know, the, and then the, the stories uh, uh, developed. Yes, I, I was sitting and uh, writing and uh, I didn't know what will come in the, the next page. I knew the structure of the book. Yes, I built it in my head. But I didn't know, I, I, I will give you an example. Almost in the end of the book, one of the heroes, there are two heroes, he received a letter from a law firm uh, from Lugano in Switzerland. And uh, this guy is uh, running from the law, yes, from the authorities. And he was very afraid. And the uh, and the lawyers told him, look, you are going to get a phone call from someone that we are working on behalf of this uh, client. And I, I, by myself, I didn't know until uh, I wrote it who, from whom we will get uh, the phone call, yes? But it came like a puzzle when the idea came to me in the process of the writing. And you knew from the outset, as you said, that you structured the work and it percolated for a long time, that you knew how it wanted to conclude and to wrap up. The truth is that not. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, only in the end of the the novel uh, suddenly I understood uh, again, probably in the in the writing process, suddenly I understood how the plot is going to finish. We won't ask for any spoilers. Exactly. I didn't know exactly. <laughs> because it sounds like it's a mystery and a thriller and and a, and a fascinating experience along the way. Uh, yes, and I just want to indicate uh, another point that uh, Niemann, you know, is the hero of the of the plot, yes, of the novel. But um, from the third of the of the novel, coming another uh, figure, it's the figure of the man that stole the painting, and uh, I'm telling his story. And I, a chapter afterwards, uh, coming again, Niemann. And it's coming, you know, like uh, they, are ca- they are going all, all over together until the end of the novel. They are going all, over, uh, all uh, they are going together. But um, the book, yes, the reader, he knows more details about what's happening, uh, what's happened with the painting, more than the uh, Niemann himself that's running after the painting. 
And we spoke earlier in our conversation about the double meaning in the title of the book. Yes, I took the German word Niemand. That, um, I, I, I just want to indicate that uh, I think afterwards that uh, I took this idea from uh, Agnon, that he wrote the book at Mol Shilshom, yes? And the hero of Agnon, his name is Itzhak Kummer. Kummer, Kummer in, um, in German, it's sorrow. Yes, and uh, and when you are uh, you know when you are reading the the book, you understand why I gave him this name. And I gave from the beginning the name uh, Niemand to my, my uh, to the uh, to the figure, uh, because Niemand in German it's like no one. It's um, it's not like it's more dramatic that uh, you know that we are using the the term of uh, John Doe. Uh, it's uh, Niemand is. Um, Someone that uh, almost not exists, someone that no one is looking at him, uh, someone that people using him, and that was his um, that was his position in the beginning of the novel. But as as long as the novel are continue, he, uh, mentally, he getting more and more power, and I will say that he's exactly is um, coming really on the contrary of Niemann at the end. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. And where can we find the book? The book in Hebrew, it's, um, it's called Socher Omanut Ushmo Niemann, and it's all over the bookshops in Israel, Stematsky uh, especially, and Tzometz Free, and also the independent shops.